<laughs> that's just the crack and peel cold shrimp I'm eating, talking. I always notice that when I try to um, record, I, I just want to eat during it. So today I'm eating cold crack and peel shrimp with Winko brand cocktail sauce. <laughs> I should be shitting healthy soon. I'm chasing this all with a fucking bottle of cold V8. <laughs> so that's what I'm fucking eating today while we uh, redo this show with my buddy Ruben. <laughs> Because uh, he didn't want to um, be stuck with the last show we did. That's alright, dude, you know? We all deserve to flush the work we do down the toilet and fucking have a chance to start over. That's his fucking right, and I'm a good friend, and I didn't mind fucking flushing that fucker. So, we're going to talk to Ruben here in a minute. I'm going to smoke a bowl and freebase the shrimp <laughs> we'll be back in a minute Oh. alright oh. as you know my buddy Ruben is a ghoul motherfucker <laughs> alright that was a lame fucking let's just call this fucking guy alright Ghoulie. Ghoulie high. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is this thing? God damn it. Motherfucker. Son of a bitch. Alright, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Hello? Hey, man. Hey, how's it going, dude? I was just doing a really bad Crypt Keeper in impression. <laughs> I was going to do a double take of it. What? All right. So now you know, my friend Ruben is a ghoul motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Not bad. That's pretty good. When I was younger and my balls weren't so big, it could have been a better... <laughs> <laughs> but but now your your balls are like the uh, pedal things at the bottom of an organ or something. So. Yeah, right, dude. I mean, it's like fucking walking with that Flash Gordon beanbag between your fucking legs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he walks with a stride. Oh, that's where the pimp walk came from. <laughs> oh hey, shit! So, so how you been? Oh, good, dude. I uh, just uh, have been wanting to keep recording i was going to go outside and draw today but i uh will probably wait until after i do this i haven't drawn again for a minute the podcast kind of just consumed no man it yeah it's, it's good I, I dig it I don't, I don't know what you mean by <clears throat> going outside and draw are you gonna do like sidewalk art or no no i got i actually have uh, access to a backyard I'm in a trailer with a backyard, and I can just take a fucking little TV dinner table, TV dinner table oh, out there and draw and yeah. 
kind of, I bought this one of those little octopus ass uh, tripods that yeah. bent, bends all over the place. And that's cool, man. Yeah, I, I, I tried getting into my art again, and I just failed yeah. miserably. So now I think I'm. <clears throat> I don't think I have a choice, man. What the fuck else am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. mm. Seriously. Well, you're our fucking awesome artist. You got a great brain. Yeah, thanks, man. Do that toy Jesus, photography. All the wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Welcome to the world of real art. <laughs> it's a travesty, dude. It's a fucking travesty. Well, man, the, the way I've, I've learned recently is the, all your favorite artists are horrible people, so I'm halfway there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm there. I've been there for a while. Like, I got, you know. No, nobody's going to be shocked when they do an expose. They'll be like, oh, he was always. <laughs> yeah. He's a fucking crazy fuck. <laughs> right. That's your. That's the one you want to attain. He's in, exactly. He's insane. He's insane. But when your art <laughs> can match your insanity and. So if you have a great insanity and you have a great art level, kind of evens out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I just don't think I'll ever be able to top, you know, Joel Coleman and blow myself up on stage or anything. But hmm. who knows? Maybe, maybe I'll get there. I'm in a movie with that guy, but I never met him personally. Really? Yeah, we're, our parts were just completely. I didn't meet anybody really that was in there except for uh, yeah. the Church of Satan. And, oh, uh, really? how, how are they doing? <laughs> the first church have said the FCOS. Yeah, um, man, sounds like a sounds like a bank. But anyways, you know what was cool about that fucking uh, movie premiere? Um, was wait, wait, which one are you are you talking about? That Satan movie? Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm in this movie that um, Reverend Steve Laba. He's also a guy I'd like to get as a guest later on. He's yeah. fucking prolific and awesome. Great brain. Uh-huh. You know, we've had a couple, you know, fallouts, but that's how you know we were just both geniuses working with each other because seldom does it move like a fucking, the taste of a fucking little Debbie snack cake. You know what I mean? That that fucking shit ain't happening. So, you know, we're both kind of in our darker areas, but uh, he, we became friends and, um, at one point, he was like, all right, I'm just filming all these guys to be in this movie. He filmed 284 artists from all over the world. Oh, wow. He went all over the world, dude, and filmed. Yeah. And everybody's great, man, regardless of whatever the fucking believing in. It's the fact that they do this art. They're master of their own shit. You know, everybody's great you know i love when you got a bunch of artists too collected that do not compete with each other yeah it's like uh nothing's worse than being in a comic book or any kind of anthology you know shit where it's like i gotta fucking uh compete or i'm stronger than the person that's in there and that you know it wasn't like that and i like the way he filmed it it's a great movie it's called uh what is art inside the mind of the artist as they speak the truth? That's the whole fucking title. Don't ask me what kind oh, wow. of, what he was oh, smoking man, exactly yeah. when he, <laughs> but you know, it's a, it's a long title, but you know, who's in that movie? You know, who's in that? H.R. Giger. Oh, no shit. H.R. Giger's in a fucking movie with me, dude. 
I never get to talk about that shit, but I'm in a movie with Faith. Awesome, dude. He's the first guy in there. He was close friends with Steven. And that's how he got, you know, the film on him. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never got to to show you, but, like, I I used to try to, like, paint all the fucking time. And and what I do is I do something really cool, and then I'm not happy with, like, an elbow, so I keep touching it and touching it, and then all of a sudden it's all fucked up, so I just rip it up and throw it in the fucking trash Mm -hmm. and send it straight to hell. (laughs) So that's why I never bothered doing it anymore. But I actually watched the documentary on Giger, like, about a year ago, a year and a half ago, and as soon as that shit was over, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to pick up some paint i don't give a shit if i suck like and what i painted was there was that story about um when he was a kid his dad's friend had given his dad a, a human skull and he said that uh-huh. when he was a little kid he would go into his uh study and he would take down the skull and play with it and he said <laughs> it got to the point where he had like tied a fucking rope around the human skull <laughs> and he was like walking around outside like it was like a dog or something <laughs> right so no, this is all true. You can, oh, you I can know. check out the documentary. <laughs> yeah, so so after I watched it, I was so inspired to like pick up paint and shit. So what I did was I did like this weird black, you know, kind of like shadows of people, like because I can't do detail for shit. Right. So I drew the detail of a little boy walking out in the in the field dragging a human skull with a rope, you know, and. uh I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. I ended up giving it to my cousin because he really, really liked it. And it was like one of those things where it was like I finally felt, I guess, what an artist might feel like. Where you make these babies and and you don't really want to let them go, you know? Yeah. But you got to. That's the point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I really didn't want to give it away because, like I said, I I was so stoked that I even did this shit. I am familiar with these feelings. Yeah, so I, I, it's the first thing I had to do. I had to give it away. So mm-hmm. I was like, you like it, you know, you fucking, you you can have it. And that was it. You got to go to direction. Yeah, you got to go your own direction yeah. with it. Yeah, so anyways, but yeah, speaking of Satanism, man, I, I was, uh, it was, I saw somebody bring it up again today. Do you, do you remember the satanic panic, man, like in the 80s and shit? Huh, like, refresh my memory on that one. Well, like, in the 80s, man, everything was Satanism. Geraldo did that whole fucking all-day special about how Satanists were working at, you know, daycares. And, and, and in, my, in my middle school, uh, they actually had pamphlets that they would have hanging in the counselor's room that was, like, the pictures of, like, the, <clears throat> the pentagram and the swastika and all this shit, and it was supposed to be a guide for parents. Like, Satanism's really crazy right now, so if you see any of these symbols on your kids' books and binders, you're in trouble. (laughs) Stuff like that. Probably coming out of Florida, too, which is ironically where now they promote (laughs) Satanism in class. You know? It's like, have you seen the Satanic, like, worksheets and, like, the schoolwork or whatever? Activity sheets from uh, the elementary school? and. (laughs) In Florida, yeah. the uh, Satan no, is your so friend. Yeah, well, well, in the eighties, it was a different story. Like uh-huh. everything that was spooky and going wrong was like blamed on Satanism because it was supposed to be running rampant back then. And I remember, um, actually, two quick stories I can think about that tie into this. Is one was like I used to live 
<clears throat> when I was like in second grade, I used to live in this part of town where like down the road, it was really weird. It was like the nice suburbs. And then down the road was this huge empty, like, I don't know, wooded area, like a mini wood set up at the very end. And then if you passed my house and took like a sharp left hidden by in all these houses, you ended up in the projects, right? Okay. And one of my friends lived in the projects. So I, would, I would meet him, you know, down the street and go play and stuff. And I remember one time he was telling me that his older brother was saying that Satanists would hang out in that forest. You know what I mean? And, uh, of course, I was intrigued. I was like, really? Like, you know, thinking of like Beastmaster or some shit. Oh, yeah. Mark Singer, yeah. <laughs> like, totally. Like some guy with the beard and these like bat creatures with like gimp masks on and stuff. <laughs> like, I was like, ooh. The ferrets. You know? <laughs> yeah, the, you know, it's the ferrets. <laughs> but, but, uh, so he told me that his brother had told him that, that they would have like ceremonies and shit in that little wooded area. And, I've always been weird about that shit. Like normally that would scare a regular kid. Like they'd be like, I'm not going there, mm-hmm. you know, but I was the opposite. I was like, well, go get your fucking bike. We're going to go get some Satanists, you know? And so we hopped on the bikes, we went down that trail one day and I swear to God, dude, this is all completely true. So we're going through there. There's been a, there was a couple of ramps, like the older kids would build like a big dirt with like a board on top of it to launch you like 10 feet in the air and stuff and uh towards the back there was like this weird concrete thing i don't even know what the fuck it was man it just looked like a big slab i got to this day i can't figure out what would be in the woods that was like huge and concrete and looked kind of like a basin i mean i saw it it was real i don't know what the fuck it was where was this again where were you again by the way what'd you say where were you again well, this is uh, when I was a little kid. I was about second grade in Texas. In Texas, this was just like down the street from my you know childhood home, basically. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to tell what these guys where you were at. Like, where where was all this yeah. taking place in oh, Texas? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is in Texas, mm-hmm. in the middle of Texas, in a suburb area. And okay. my buddy, the one that lived in the projects, behind his house was the fucking woods. Like me, it was like two or three streets away. So I didn't ever, I didn't really have to look at it, but that kid <laughs> he could be outside you know playing kickball and just kind of look at where the satanists hang out all day you know, because, because <laughs> look dad there's because, a satanist again <laughs> <laughs> like if living in the projects wasn't bad enough you got to worry about fucking goat-faced fucking dude oh, taking me hostage. But, so so anyways so we got on our bikes and we we rode out there and we were like inspecting everything and uh yeah I get to that basin area, and I swear to God, as soon as I walked up to it, like, I looked in there, and there was, like, all these, like, animal pieces, dude, like, a fucking mm-hmm. bird got a head, and, like, something that looked like a fucking cat was, like, ripped apart, and and then that's when, like, I looked at my friend, and I was like, yeah, there's probably Satan people, we should probably go, <laughs> we, like, we, like, hopped on our bikes and booked it, and, uh, Anyways, man, yeah, that's a really weird story, but uh, but yeah, that, it was a big thing back then. Like everybody's just afraid of Satanists. Satanists were everywhere. Um, the the other crazy story I had was I was in middle school, and I had this art teacher. Her name was Mrs. Fundus. She kind of looked like <laughs> Mrs. C. Remember from Facts of Life? Oh yeah, Mrs. Garrett. 
Yeah, oh, Mrs. Garrett, yeah. So she kind of looked like that. She was kind of like a weird Texas, like, hippie lady, or her hair was in a huge bun. She used to store, like, if you didn't have a pencil, she would reach in her hair and pull out, like, five <laughs> and give them to you. I knew that. Um, well, I knew that, a couple of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyway, she was a really cool art teacher, really cool, like, just laid back and she didn't care and whatever. So anyways, one time we had to do an art assignment, we had to draw pictures because they were going to do open house. And this was when I was in middle school. So I was like six, no, not six, maybe like fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we had to do these projects. You're going to draw these pictures and then they're going to put put them on the wall for like open house, you know, when the parents come. And so I was sitting there drawing and I, I could not think of what to draw so i was going through she had all these art magazines so i was just flipping through them i found one and it was a uh, like this weird painting of a like a renaissance painting of i think jesus or something it was really weird mm-hmm. and uh so i started drawing the jesus he was on the cross and it was coming out really good i was digging it i wasn't even religious i just was lazy and that was the first thing i saw in the book you know <laughs> so i'm drawing this jesus And then I start to get to his head and his face and I'm trying to draw his face and I could not fucking do it. Like either he looked like a pig or his face looked flat. Like someone hit him in the head with a hammer. And like, I just kept erasing it and erasing. And so I looked over my desk and the teacher had this huge box of, uh, it was like an old box for cowboy boots. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she, she had like supplies in there. So I looked on top of the box of cowboy boots and there was this huge sticker and it had like a cow skull and there's like a cactus and, you know, some flowers next to it. So I started drawing the, the cow skull and I just put it on top of Jesus's head where his head would be because I could do the skull so, so well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so I did it and it was really good. Like the body looked great. I did some decent shading and then, and then he, you know, on top of Jesus's head is this you know, Southwestern fucking cow skull. It was like Jesus went to Chili's or something. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, she came over and she looked at it and she was like, well, that's really weird, but you did a great job. I don't know what your inspiration is. And I was like, there is no inspiration. I'm lazy. I found the Jesus picture here and the cow skull is staring at me. <laughs> so I just, you know, and, 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 and she really liked it. She was like, you know, that's really good though. I really like, so she put it up on the fucking wall <clears throat> and my mom didn't even get to see it because in the first you know hour or two that they're doing, like going to classroom to classroom, the first group of parents that went into her room, that was the first fucking thing they saw. And they were just fucking crazy mad. Right? <laughs> so she took it down and then she didn't say anything about it. So when it was our turn to go in and visit the, you know, they were doing it in groups, like parents would talk to this teacher and then go next door and talk to another teacher. Right. And so when it came to my turn, I noticed my picture wasn't up there. And I, I kind of felt like, I don't know, like shit. Did she mm-hmm. lie? She didn't like it. She violated. She got violated. Yeah, exactly. And so she didn't say anything. And then the next day, she pulled me inside and she said, I love your picture. It was probably the most creative one that anybody did in class. And, but I had some parents that were kind of offended. And to be honest, I really completely did not understand. Like I really didn't get it 
because like I said, I wasn't looking at it like as a Satanist or trying to be an edgelord kid. You right. Know what I mean, this was just straight and, from you. Not an offensive yeah. thing. Just a, Hey, here I am. Yeah. So long story short, man, she told me she had to take it down and she gave it back to me. And I was like, okay. And, uh, mm -hmm. apparently this is even crazier. Like later on in the year, she stopped me again and said, I got to show you something. And she was giggling. Like she thought it was fucking hilarious. One of the fucking, I don't know, some bitch that works in the office or something. I guess she had heard about it and she, she took it and made like a scanned a copy of it and had a little talk with the principals and shit. Long story short, by the end of the year, when the satanic panic was going on and everybody was afraid the children were worshiping the devil, uh, someone had sent it to someplace up in Texas and some professor guy, I don't know who the fuck he was, like made a pamphlet on Satanisms in schools and he used my fucking picture. Like my picture was in that brochure thing yeah. talking about like, this is how evil the kids are. Look at what they're doing. And she showed me the pamphlet and she thought it was hilarious because she knew I was evil. You know? <laughs> but they used it anyway. Yeah, they used it anyway. Is like a, that is like some. A there's tactic. there's some props in that man. That's some. That's cool. That's a cool fucking story. Uh, yeah, you know what it reminds cool. me of though? What's that? Is a uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, being in the first oh. church of Satan, remember? And uh, you know what? Because the guy. Wait, hold on. Uh, the guy who was yeah. uh, working with me, uh, Stephen Leva, like I was talking about at the beginning, who filmed that movie, mm -hmm. his. Uncle is Anton LaVey. Oh, wow. And Anton LaVey, you know, obviously he's the one that ran the Black House in San Francisco, if you don't know the backstory. I oh, think yeah, yeah. No, you know it. That, that's when, he, <laughs> when he walked the fucking, when he walked like a panther, some shit around the neighborhood. Right. And, you yeah. know, well, he actually had a lion in his house. That's kind of, oh, there you go. that was the last of uh, the days of the Black House. I guess the house is still there, but and it's still black. But the, uh, anyway, uh, basically what it was, was uh, it reminds me of um, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, trying to push Satanism into mainstream uh, television in the 1970s. And him and Jack Klugman and Christopher Lee got together and they did that fucking, uh, um, what was it? It was the uh, pilot, uh, Poor Devil. You ever see that shit? No, no, actually. Here, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it right here. We're gonna take a pause. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna play a sample from that fucking poor devil because you guys got to hear this shit. I don't think a lot of people know about it, um, but it definitely is one of these key rare ass moments in uh, television history. And even before I play it, you know, do you remember the episode of All in the Family? You watched All in the Family. Yeah, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. comes on the show, and uh, because he left his uh, trunk in Archie's cab, and that's when Archie had the—he was the cab driver before he actually bought the bar and shit. But uh, he had the uh, Sammy Davis Jr.'s um, uh, briefcase, and Sammy Davis Jr. shows up at Archie Bunker's house, and when he walks in, it's like an un talked about part or whatever, but he's totally flashing the the devil horns. And he's got the initi the initiation rings 
one on each finger. And I just always wanted to tell that because not too many people ever realize that that's the same time that he was hanging out with Anton LaVey was when he was on that episode of fucking All in the Family. So I'm going to pause it for a minute. Uh, yeah, stay yeah. on the line, dude. And we'll be, we're just going to be right here. Hold on. All right. You know what? I'm eating pizza Pringles. <laughs> and I fucking, did you know you can get a burst of fresh oxygen and kind of get high off Pringles? No, man, I never tried that. Because there's a seal on, hey, kids, this is how you do fucking legal drugs. Uh, <laughs> there's a seal on the top of the can, and you can pop it. And there's it's stored with fresh oxygen, so you just huff the fucking oxygen. I never tried that, but uh, yeah, it's tempting. Huffing Pringles. All right, hold on one second. We're at the 23-minute mark, by the way, bro. Okay. All right. All right, Ruben, you there? Yeah, man, I'm here. Here's that fucking poor devil thing, even though you can't hear it, like I said. I'll let you know when it's done. <laughs> All right. And I know that if you give me a chance, sir, I can deliver his soul. The fiery underworld was never cooler than when Rat Packer Sammy Davis Jr. went straight to hell as one of Satan's minions in Poor Devil. And Lucifer was played by none other than horror movie legend Christopher Lee. And hell has no better prospect than a good man with scorn. <laughs> oh God, please don't play a... Oh, okay. Anyway, I just played this little 30-second snippet from uh, Poor Devil. Yeah. And it's basically lines from Sammy Davis Jr., and then Christopher Lee playing Lucifer with a gigantic pentagram behind him and horns coming off of it and the whole nine fucking yards. Yeah, it's actually funny that you bring that up because the way I found out about it was in that same middle school. I used to read all the fucking time and I would only go straight to like the occult section, like, you know, fucking UFOs and Bigfoot and all that stuff. Uh -huh. and, all uh, your favorites. All your favorites. Yeah, yeah. And so I got to an occult book one time, and I was flipping through it, and I saw that picture of uh, Anton LaVey with Sammy Davis Jr. And uh -huh. I remember even being, like, even being like 12 or whatever, I was like, what the fuck? It's <laughs> a confusing picture, you know, because you're like, oh, I thought he was a good guy, and then isn't this guy like this evil, you know, dude, you know, and then... uh I remember just listening to fucking Hotel California for years, too, and never knowing that, putting that connection, oh, you know, but you always just knew it was an eerie song, and the Eagles yeah. fucking do suck. Big Lebowski's right. But fucking, oh, uh... CCR, man. Fucking CCR. Yeah. CCR, man. That is where it is. You know, I'd rather listen to CCR any old day than the fucking Eagles. But, you know, on the cover of that fucking Eagles... Anton LaVey's in the top of the balcony in the cafeteria. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. You can see him up there. It's he's he's on it. It's pretty blatant. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh you know, but anyway, like when I saw that movie that his nephew put cuz what happened was just to be fair, Stephen Leva like basically what he did was he took all the money from the First Church of Satan. He was the last of he was the last ordained priest in the Church of Satan when he was 16 and he was ordained by his uncle. And uh, 
So what happened was he fucking took all the money and he gave it to all the Apache Indian. And that was, that's what he is. That's what's in his blood. And so, you know, let it be known that that guy is fucking awesome for having done that thing. And I guess pretty much Anton LaVey's other kids, you know, they basically just became sideshow carnies like Anton was. And that's really what it was, just wearing animal masks, fucking, you know, little blood well, sacrifices. What, is it Xena? One of them had like a punk band or some shit. I don't remember. Who? Anton LaVey's daughter. She's. Oh. Born, I think her. I think her name is Xena. I think she had a weird, a weird goth band or some bullshit. I remember seeing that. A lot of those guys are in that fucking uh, movie. They made it into the movie, but I. Yeah. Basically, when I got there, I saw it at the Vortex Room in San Francisco, and it was like me and my girlfriend, at whoever I had brought there at that time, and we were sitting on one side of theater, and it was exactly divided in half, and everybody else sat on the other side. And I went up to the bar, and basically, I saw that they had Colt 45 on tap. And I was like, oh my god, this is the most incredible fucking thing I've ever seen. I know there's some people out there are like, oh, I, I've had Colt 45 on top. Like, fuck you, dude. Don't blow my fucking load. This is, <laughs> you know. So, so, so since, we're, since uh, this has become a very supernatural show. Right. Have, have you ever seen or fucking, I don't know, witnessed anything crazy? you seen a ghost? you ever hear an invisible donkey or any of that crazy shit? Or? Yeah, man, of course. I... Um, I'm, of course. Well, you know, uh, but I know I, I did have a, I've had some, uh, paranormal shit happen to my, uh, but the one that, uh, really stood out was pretty much in 92 when I was, uh, doing a lot of acid and I was selling a lot of acid <laughs> and fuck you statue of limitations. You guys can fuck yourself. No. Um, but I, uh, we moved into a haunted house in um, in Denver. So being on acid in a haunted house for real <laughs> is pretty fucking LSD horror was what I ended up coming I, up I, with. I, 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 I would imagine that would have been a lot like a Peter Gabriel video. Mm, that's disturbing. Shock, <laughs> shock the monkey or something. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> It was more like a morbid angel video or carcass. There was a lot of carcass. There was a lot of fucking death metal. Man, the whole soundtrack to that fucking, uh, that book is, it's death metal. It's just death metal kids who are fucking, fucking on so much goddamn acid. It's fucking painful. And, and living in a haunted house, you know, um, when it fucks with their brain and all this other shit, you know? Yeah, see, see, my, my whole thing, man, is, I don't know, I think I'm a lot like Houdini. Like, Houdini mm-hmm. really wanted to believe, but he also, like, wanted to know the truth. That's why he uh, would go around and, and and fuck up all those fake medium acts, those people that are talking to ghosts and shit. Like, Houdini would go around and fuck up their game and <laughs> prove that they were lying and stuff. And But I think deep down, he, you know, he really, really wanted to believe, and but he just, I don't know. He wanted to get rid of the bullshit too, you know. 
Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I, I believe that there's a lot of crazy shit. I've experienced a lot of crazy shit, but you know, I don't know, man. What's the one that, what's the scariest shit? What's the shit that makes you still fucking kind of fucking cringe or, you know? We'll we'll see that. Yeah, see, that's the thing, man. Like, uh, I think when I was a kid, it had, it it was anything to do with, like, fucking Satan or the devil or something like that. But, like, the whole ghost thing, like I said, man, when I was a kid, we used to, we used to, go to the cemetery with the Ouija board. We used to, if, if there was a place that was supposed to be haunted, we would like sneak out and try to go in there at night. Like, you know, we didn't give a fuck. Like, you know, so, <clears throat> I mean, the only story I can talk about that's, you know, on the same topic is, yeah, the old house I lived in kind of looked like the Amityville house. And <clears throat> my parents never told me, but they had heard some shit. And then I would skip school and I remember one time I was I was at home watching TV, you know, skipped school. Like everybody's at work or at school and I'm there by myself pretending to be at school. So anyways, I remember I heard something whisper my name and it freaked me out. So I went outside, went to the, the back woods and just like smoked cigarettes until everybody got home, you know. Uh-huh. And my little brother, just to, just to prove that I wasn't crazy, my little brother... Um, I was supposed to get home and take care of him, but I would go fuck around with my friends. And I remember one time I was fucking around with my friends and I came home and I caught him outside sitting on the steps. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing out here? You're going to get me in trouble. Like if mom sees you out here, you know, and uh, he told me that somebody had whispered his, his, his name and that's why it freaked him out. And that's why he was outside. Right. Yeah. So long story short, my mom's cousin <clears throat> was from, was from another city we went on vacation and she asked him to come stay and stay at the house and just watch the house and a couple days later after we got back i was chilling out with him at my grandma's house and he was like smoking cigarettes and he was like dude your house is fucking haunted (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like what don't tell me that you fucker i gotta live there (laughs) you know so so anyways man everybody experienced the shit now this is the funny part of the story Everybody had experienced some weird shit, heard some weird shit. And then when my stepdad kicked me out of the house when I was like 16 or something, because he thought I was on drugs. And here's the funny story. I didn't even try drugs until I was like 19 or 20. So, Oh, wow. What a fucking late bloomer. Mother- no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm fucking right. no, that's That's pretty much what I started too, actually, to What's be honest. What's wrong with you, kid? I don't even do drugs. <laughs> What's wrong? You're not an American kid. Yeah, no, so so the whole story about it being haunted and creepy, check this out. This is the funniest part of the story. So okay, okay, okay. When he kicked me out, I went to go live with my grandmother. Okay. And when I left at 16, nothing ever happened again. Like hmm. nothing. Like no more creepy shit, no voices. So it was all my you. Mother, I... Dude, if you look up the definition of a poltergeist, like a kid going through puberty and all those weird fucking stories they talk about, like that totally is what it sounds like. You know, you know, uh, you know what? Uh, that reminds me of a story that happened to me in in North Carolina. And I lived on an island in Pleasure Island, North Carolina, and basically, I know exactly where Pinocchio turns into a jackass. That's the same place, right? 
Anyway, uh, yeah. the Cape Fear River. You ever see the movie Cape Fear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a remake with uh, Bobby De Niro. It's pretty intense, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that that river, I lived on that. That little Cape Fear River runs between the island and North and uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. And uh, on the bank on the Carolina Beach uh, side of the island. There used to be a Dow chemical plant. You hear that? Okay. It sounds yeah. like you're huffing whipped cream. What are you doing? <laughs> and anyway, uh, uh, there was a Dow chemical plant. You're whipping, you're fucking huffing nitrous. Are you huffing nitrous? It's <laughs> between, between me and my lawyer, man. Oh, all right. <laughs> just don't just say me a hit, will you? <laughs> anyway, there's a Dow chemical plant, and basically what happened was it blew up, and it killed thousands of people. And you know how you were talking about that cement fucking uh, thing out in the woods back. You're like, I don't know how that would get. That's how this shit ended up looking because after the plant had uh, fallen down, there was all these yeah. internal like stone columns still from that was inside the shop. But all these oh, okay. trees and yeah. fucking shrubbery fucking grow over everything. That's what yeah, it reminded. Totally I see. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminded me of when you were talking that earlier. But that's what the story actually kind of. So anyway, you know, you were talking about Satanists coming out there, but Satanists would uh, show up on the island too, in the ruins of the old Dow plant. And uh, so what would happen was they'd show up and. The police always get called back there, and like you said, with your story, with the mutilated pet parts and all this shit, that's how it was here, too. They'd find dead chickens, dead cats, all kinds of crap. Uh, and so, me and my friends were always obsessed. Hey, let's go back there and let's go find some Satanists, because there's probably, there was random chance that we'd find these satanic motherfuckers altering, you know, and fucking sacrificing, you know, deer whiskers. And so fucking me and my buddies, we, we came up to the front of this trail and there was a, it was kind of, you'd see bums out there sometimes they were camped out on the, on the foot of the trail street, street trash. Yeah. But you know, you're out in the woods, woods, it's like this woods between the main road and the river. And basically, uh, the kit. No, he wasn't a kid, he was a bum, and he was sitting there, and he was like, uh, kind of had this fucked up little smile on his face or whatever, you know? And so we just kind of walked by him, and we're like, yeah, 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 laughing about it, and making whatever kid jokes. You know, we were pretty much in junior high or high school, right at the beginning of, we're like freshman year, you know? And uh, we're like walking, and we see this fire... And we're like, oh shit, it's fucking Satanist, right? And we're fucking getting closer to it. The fire's getting brighter. And all of a sudden, we're like, realize we just somehow got exactly turned around and came back out at the front of the fucking path where we started. And there was that old fucking bum all. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. And we all got kind of scared because... Well, for one, you know, we, we're we Southern kids. We know those fucking trailheads. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you've been walking this fucker for, like, years. It doesn't take long to know a trail. You're going to, like, turn exactly a fuck around. 
You know what I mean? Like, give me a fucking break, dude. So that was, that reminds me of that little, there was other satanic fucking stories coming out of the Dow plant, but that one's a little bit more mellow than the other ones, but, uh, you know, I guess... You, you definitely have to write that in the description. Uh, something, something, <laughs> satanic hobos. <laughs> satanic hobos. Hobo with a satanic gun. <laughs> <laughs> Starring L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dan Haggerty gone wrong. Uh-huh. Whatever. But, um. Anton yeah, LaVey with Mickey Mouse ears. That's the one. That... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, now that I'm older, like, I can't do all that shit anymore. Because, you know, when I was, like, 17, we could, like, crawl into empty houses and go do all this crazy shit. Now, if I do it, I go to jail. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's I can't do as much as I want to do. There's a really cool story. I, I kind of want to do it. I don't think I can get in that much trouble, but... Here in San Antonio, they were going to open up some huge, like, uh, Toyota plant or something. So to get ready for it, they were supposed to make, like, hundreds and thousands of jobs. And so they built, like, this huge subdivision, like, fucking huge, right? Mm -hmm. That they were expecting all these new workers to come live in. Something happened. The plant, I don't know, didn't go the way it was going to go. So long story short, there's this huge fucking area in San Antonio. It's just out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And there's all these empty houses. Like, completely fucking empty. Like, if you were going to walk down the street, it would look like you're in one of those movies where, like, the nuclear bomb happened and everybody's dead, you know, because there's nothing going on. But they're pretty much whole neighborhoods of nothing. It's weird. And I've seen people on YouTube go and, like, check it out. They usually don't find anything that interesting. You know, they might find squatter shit in one or, you know... Hey, you wanted me to tell you about that 15-minute mark? Yeah, yeah. You're at it. I'm at the 15. Oh, man. I'm just going to tell you right in the middle of the fucking recording here. So if there's anything special you want to do or if you would like to thank the Academy, (laughs) (laughs) this is the time to do it, Harvey. I know you're a raping piece of fucking blubber whale shit, but... Yeah. Love you, buddy. No. <laughs> I like that video. Of the, I don't know if you've seen it. Like right after all that shit with Harvey Weinstein happened, and it was making the rounds in the news. Like he he went to some restaurant, being the you know the fucking prick that he is. Like he doesn't care that half of America hates him. He went to some restaurant. If you look on YouTube, like when he's leaving, some guy gets up and it's like, basically like you suck. And like fucking slaps him in his fat face. It's like the funniest shit. <laughs> I'd like to see them make a monster, mo- like a zombie movie of like all the pedophiles that have been, you know, uh, that have already died in this whole thing. And then they come back and get the remaining pet. They're the ones that fucking kill all the rest of the remaining living pedophiles that are around. That would be a fitting fucking, you know, how fucking fitting, you know? And I'd like to see that it was like kids all Goonie style that fucking raised the zombies from the dead to kill them. That that would be great. <laughs> but it, it starts off because they played fucking Stairway to Heaven backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done that? 
dude, okay, (laughs) we keep going back to Satanic Panic shit. Well, the whole episode's about, it's got a theme, you know what I mean? We we just fell into the devil. Yeah, fuck it, yeah, we we got our membership cards. Um, (laughs) So... So, so yeah, when, when I was growing up, my mom's friends, this is part of the satanic panic. They would like tell her at work, like, you gotta be careful. Your son's probably listening to evil shit. Mm -hmm. And so one of the ladies gave my mom this book and it was like Satanism and the rock and roll industry. And it was this fucking fat ass fucking book, like seriously fat. Oh yeah. And so my mom took it home. She didn't even fucking read it. I picked it up and I was flipping through it. And what it was, was some fucking pastor guy. And he wrote down like every fucking metal and punk and rock band ever known to man. And what he did was he had a rating system like to the right of the band, like let's just say rat, right? R A T T rat. And then you would, he would say they do this and they do that. The videos, they're degrading women and there's boobs and it's awful. And then to the right, he had a little grading system. It would say like S for sex, V for violence, uh, I don't know, R for like reckless, mm-hmm. right, and right, and whatever. And so what I would do is I would go through them and write down the ones that sounded appealing to me. So I would be flipping through it and it would say <laughs> Bauhaus. And it's like <laughs> occultism, vampirism. And I'm like, ooh, write that down. So I wrote it down. And then Ed Kennedy's anti-authority, violence, blah, blah, blah. blah. Ooh, that sounds great. <laughs> so this book actually helped me like, find the good shit <laughs> i love it yeah. that, that's great man <laughs> yeah so no but, but okay so back to what you were saying just a second ago so one of the cassettes that this lady let my mom borrow was some pastor that was he had a whole show on cassette and he was like backward masking as the devil and like he would play the rock songs forward and then he would stop it and he'd be like all right now i want y'all to listen to this you can obviously hear the word say <laughs> In this Led Zeppelin song, man. <laughs> I and love he would, that. And he would play it backwards, <laughs> and he would be like, like, yeah, motherfucker, that sounds like Satan. Yeah. You know, like. Well, you can hear anything, you know what I mean? But it, it is funny, dude, yeah. that that Led Zeppelin one specifically, like how they try to break yeah. that shit down, it's like. Oh but oh god. You know And then of course there's there's the turn me on dead man uh, which which even if it was really there, like how does it even make fucking sense? You know, like 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 you you saw the corpse of Paul McCartney, so you got a boner. That makes a lot of sense. I well I always said, you know, like uh here, I'm gonna sample this real fast. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, I want to play this little thing for you that I found. You'll only get to hear it when this thing's done, though, so hold on a fucking second. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) This is pretty great. Chris Farley. Okay. Okay. You remember when you were with the Beatles? And you were supposed to be dead? And, uh... There's all these clues that, like, uh, you'd play some song backwards and it'd say, like, Paul is dead. And uh, everyone thought that you were dead or something. Yeah. Uh, that was um, a hoax, right? 
Yeah, I, I wasn't really dead. <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right, man. So, yeah, backmasking is a very popular thing to fucking fuck people over, right, Ruben? Yeah, yeah, definitely. As soon as I learn how to do it, I'm going to put it in all my records. <laughs> you know, you would, you would, you'd be like, what were you going to really? We, what kind of evil thing would you put in your backmasking? What kind of evil things? Yeah. I would say, don't don't listen to your parents. I would say, fucking drink soda like all the time. I like that one. I would say, I would say, if you listen to the band Tool, you're a fool. Oh, yeah. that yeah. <laughs> I'd be like uh, free base, blue cheese, and flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> and, 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 leave, and leave an orangey skin. <laughs> Dude, you will yeah. fucking shit satanic ass shit if you fucking <laughs> eat that whole back. Man, I'm guilty too. I'll fucking sit there and fucking just be like, oh, just. Here's a whole bottle of Ken's blue cheese dressing. It just goes right in the fucking bag. You just mix it up and Damn, it's o- it's over, man. You're fucking done. How is your heart still working? I, you know what, man? I think the moment I start eating healthy, I got problems. <laughs> it's my body's gonna be like, no, what a fucker. <laughs> It's it's like the opposite of the fat guy in his last hamburger. It's like you you eat a fucking celery stick and you're done, dude. Like just fall down. I can't believe people would have worse eating habits than me, but I guess it's true. They fucking do, man. Yeah. <laughs> I it's hard to think though. I can't be too much worse. Yeah. I mean, I'm lactating fucking Dr Pepper right now, so. Maybe you're part possum or some shit. <laughs> part possum. I got a hollow back heel that I shoot poison out of whenever I feel threatened, and Doctor Poison Venomous Doctor Pepper comes out of it and <laughs> will spray you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's people always ask me how why I look so young, and and it's like, well. I still drink suicides, man. I don't know what to fucking tell you. Suicides? Do you do suicides? Yeah, man. Every time I get the opportunity, like, I don't know, I'm going to peat the buffet or the gas station, I'll just make a fucking suicide. Oh, man, that's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. I, uh... Gotta gotta stay young. (laughs) Well, I guess we're at the fucking end. It's about 49 minutes in, and it's perfect. This is a good show, dude. Are you fucking happy with this little satanic master fucking pace you created? Hell yeah, man. Hell Satan. Hell Satan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to end it on that stupid ass fucking back masking Led Zeppelin shit. Yeah, do it, man. Something about Israel falling. (laughs) (laughs) That's Jimmy Page, that anti-Semite. (laughs) <laughs> so did you stop it no I haven't yet now I'm going to Okay. yeah man we're down to the last 8 minutes dude and uh, I got you a little treat that you can't hear until you fucking get home and whatever the fuck I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say hold on alright uh, let's see where the fuck is that 
Hopefully it's not a stupid commercial at the beginning of it either. Okay, we're good. All right. Led, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven Backwards. Okay. It's, it's funny because back in the day, you used to have to fuck up your record. You'd have to manually push the record backwards and catch all the hidden messages. I was hanging out with my cousin one time, and we were talking about that. And he said, you know, there's an app for my phone, right? So he got his, like, Apple iPhone thing, and, like, we played the record, and he recorded it, and then it had an app that you just push the button, and it just played the whole thing backwards anyway. So one night we were just going through all his records and was doing that to each band we thought was an agent of the devil. <laughs> you know? And uh, caught a couple of things. The Ozzy Osbourne one's interesting. And there's the... Of course, the Beatles won. We did that. I don't know. A lot of fun. People can do that with technology. You don't have to mess up your records anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I. I don't know, man. I, it. It is a good way to put like your evil agenda into the. <laughs> I want kids to uh, turn into these fucking uh, mindless ass motherfuckers and. Backmasking is a great way to do it. Like, whoever thought about that's pretty much fucking completely retarded. <laughs> well, if you look at the old, uh, this is, you know, this is another classic story again, is when Judas Priest was accused of backward masking shit, Rob oh, Halford yeah. was like, Rob Halford was like, why would I put shit for a kid to shoot himself in the face? He can't fucking buy my records then. <laughs> oh, wait, here, hold on. I... Here's the part coming up where... Here. Oh my god. This is an evil part. I'm using whipped cream! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Jimmy Page, man. He loved Aleister Crawley, right? Oh yeah, he did. That that wee man did. Mm-hmm. I guess he put a curse. Oh, I just heard it say Satan. Hold on. Oh shit. Oh shit. Ah, oh, Satan. <laughs> Alright, man, I'm going to wrap it up with our back mask and ass. We live in a backwards world anyway, so this kind of makes sense, that fucking <laughs> good technique. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm going to publish this shit and give you a copy of it, buddy. You did a good job, man. Thanks, man. It was a, it was a fun thing to do, so keep doing it, man. <laughs> I will, dude. This shit's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, man. I'll talk to you in a bit. All right, bye. this weekend, 
<laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. <laughs> Ending it out with some fucking butthole surfers. That fucking makes sense. Ruben's a good dude. We'll be back. Exercise that evil, man. <laughs> Fly like an eagle. <laughs>